listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Screener Squad here. I'm with Matt. I'm with Luane. And today we watch something that I feel like I've seen a hundred times. Uh, Lord of Misrule. I don't know if, if it's streaming or if it's uh, going to get a theatrical release. Probably should have done my homework. Am I right, guys? Why do any Why do any more homework than Irish people do before they move to the countryside? Or British or whatever kind of tea and beer people these are freaking europeans probably welsh they're probably welsh probably and there goes our one welsh listener <laughs> <laughs> well anyways today we're talking about uh lord of misrule just came out basic premise is a vicar and her family moved to a small town in the middle of welsh land or whatever the welsh live and uh welshlandia there it is and uh something's weird they, in the neighborhood they run into some people that want to keep welshlandia weird <laughs> yeah right <laughs> there's like this festival we'll call it it looked like german fest to me but just with like creepier masks their daughter goes missing during this uh festival police get involved and the whole like community is like oh we're so sorry for your loss and and the mom's like no something's going on here and i'm gonna figure it out she puts on her detective cap and she figures it out and if you've seen or you're hearing any themes that are like you know you've seen before you probably know how this one's gonna end but either way we still have to sit here and at least digest it and discuss it i didn't hate it but i thought it was boring it feels derivative there Mm -hmm. there it looks good I mean, I, I think that, I mean, it, it's well shot and the, the performances are good, but like, it doesn't take, like, if you've ever seen really any folk horror movie, you know, it's going to happen because you have the strangers in town and then they talk about even they, this festival, they're like, yeah, it's like the old festival 
They have the before there were God prayers or before God prayers, like the ones they, they, they like do with the vicar. And then there's the country prayers. And even when she shows up at the festival, a lot of people are in outfits and stuff. And somebody's like, oh, you wore your vicar costume. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's good to see that you guys are taking this seriously. They have these chapter breaks, you know, the gift of fill in the blank, hair, blood, whatever. There's a third one that I apparently missed because I don't have it in my notes. It was it was essentially four days. Yeah, right? something like, like that. This takes place during four days. So, you know, the, the town's got to complete this ritual and then things happen or whatever. Um, to me, it was always weird. I'm like, as it gets further along, I'm like, why would they even bother having a vicar or a church? And I'm like, oh, it's cover. But like, you're going to have somebody in the middle of your town who is diametrically opposed to everything you do. And you don't think that's going to be a problem. Like I, I, I could, I, I don't know. I could sit here and poke a bunch of holes into it. I just overall, besides it being derivative, it's just not nothing. No flavor was added. It was, it was uh, hot fuzz without the the cop angle. You know what I mean? Like it was hot fuzz without the fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Folk horror. It seems like at least with you and I, Luane. I don't know, Matt, if you can attest to this, but like, folk horror to me seems to be like the easiest to guess. Yes. Anytime I watch it, because there's really not a lot of flexibility you can have with that specific subgenre. You know. Well, it it feels the tropiest in that the stranger comes to town, people are weird, and then the weird becomes supernatural or religious or whatever thing it is. And you got a better than average chance that the people who came to town are going to end up dead. So why do we keep making these movies? Lewayne? Cause it always works. Like ever, everybody's afraid of rednecks. <laughs> like, like in the, in the words to, to paraphrase the, uh, the Christopher Eccleston, Dr. Who every place has a North. So, so there's always a local <laughs> strain of redneck to deploy. What I was wrestling here as I watched this is the paradox of the paradox of successful derivation, because like, like this is definitely, I mean, you're, you're correct. This is fundamentally, um, everything we've, we've seen these for, I don't know, like, you know, the wicker man is one of these castle freak is one of these, you know, um, there's, there's, there's dozens of these, uh, you know, the, the fairly, fairly accurate uh, adaption of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Dagon is, is a movie that drives right down this lane, right? Where it's, uh, you know, there's there's townspeople and they seem quirky at first, but then they're a cult, you know. But the the paradox here is that, like, how do you put a, a, a rating on a movie that really bites something else off but is better? Because I do think this is better than a lot of those movies. Um, I, I fell for the atmospherics here um, and the, uh, the, oh, I'm blanking on his name. The, uh, the lead actor that was the dad and the witch. Um, oh, Ralph Innocent. Yeah. Ralph Innocent. Uh, he, I, I remember him from being in the original office. Yeah. As yeah, a Finney. That's right. Way back in the day. Um, speaking of which slight digression, you ever actually looked at the Wikipedia page for the non-fictional Creed Bratton? <laughs> no creed bratton creed bratton was a 60s folk rocker in in um they had he's in a band that had one really good uh one hit wonder 
And then he was thrown out of the band for getting incredibly just smashed on LSD during like a live stadium performance. And he, he later reported that he, he, uh, I, uh, I, I, I failed to play the guitar. I instead tried to play an incredible luminescent accordion, like, uh, instrument that appeared in front of me. Uh, but as far as the audience was concerned, I was just staring at my hands and he, <laughs> he was kicked out and became the fifth Beatle of that band. But, um, which is kind of like to segue back to content. Um, I did like that this had like a nice tone of like psychedelic menace and it got um, really good design of all the folk creepy stuff um, and the the little political conflict between like, you know, they, they just insert just a soup son of modern politics with the whole idea of like, because um, when she first starts digging around, she comes across very secular and almost intolerant. And one time I, what did she just shake or hit the one kid? And, and so like, oh, yeah. like, like they do a good job of making it seem like maybe the townspeople are just like particularly parochial or particularly rural. Um, they do all they can to insert a little note of doubt, but we all, we all know what's coming down the pipe, right? Like, yeah. Cause that's basically like the, the pagan after school program or whatever it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there, there is the whole byline with, uh, her having a kid and her own kid being in the, like, uh, the study group with the people, which you would think uh, again, like, like not to constantly gesture at plot holes that are ultimately futile to police. Like, like, well, I don't know if the, if the monsters come out of the earth and attack anything that makes noise, like, wouldn't they have all just popped out and broken their teeth on the loudest car? And then, then the family could just walk around and kill them all. How did this all, you know, um, sometimes you do have to give into it's just a movie. Uh, and, and I, uh, this had the avatar effect where at least I didn't think about the plot holes until after during I was entertained. Yeah. Right. And, and, and as I started to walk away, I was like, wait a minute, why do they even, like you, I was like, why do they even have a vicar? And if they have a vicar, why don't they get like, a, like you get a hardliner, like you could get it, you could get some super conservative priest that that would probably not nose into things or and and probably wouldn't so so there's a lot of that going on here and then the uh the other expectation i was wrestling with is i i really kind of like this director but i like him you know looking at his catalog this is a guy that's involved with the uh you know the boy and brahms the boy too and he he's involved in the orphan franchise mini franchise is it a franchise before it's a trilogy i don't know but um, then I'm sitting here thinking, well, the reason that I have good associations with his movies is because heretofore they've exceeded expectations. And I reckon this time around, I recognized his name and had expectations for the cast and crew, you know. But I was I was satisfied with my movie dollar. Um, but again, no, no significant innovation outside of design and production happened here well but you made a good point though and i guess i came in to this just all pissed off that it was just like ah not original but you made a good point like it may not be original but it, it's a very well executed folk horror i mean i got bored but like only because i was bored by the fact that i had to continue watching this movie even though i could smell the ending in the first five minutes 
but you know going back in my head it's like no like i did enjoy the acting like there were some really good tense scenes the imagery was good i like how they kept setting up what would eventually be like almost like a portal uh later on uh but they kept framing it with the trees and hanging the different idols from it like it was designed well the coloring was good like i can't argue that it's truly a bad movie i just i just was still bored with it and and i do like i don't want to um i don't want to like fall into the trap of defending the movie i just i just slammed you know but there there are actually there's a few curveballs here and one of them is kind of a spoiler uh but but another one is like i do like that there is ultimately a strong mythology here Mm-hmm. like they try to mm-hmm. they try yeah. to get into the actual history of why this place is like this and it's kind of an interesting you know story of of basically the uh the witch trial era right and i i like that nod to at least having some consistent mythology i i will and going back to ralph innocent he's uh he's got such a distinctive voice he's one of those you know when you think of like a british voice or a Welsh voice, or I don't know where, I don't, I can't tell the difference, all right, I'm American, but, like, from that part of the world, he's definitely got a distinct voice, I mean, he's been acting, too, for a long time, and to kind of hear his voice, like, I, he looked familiar, but once I heard him speak, I'm like, I know who that is. There's a couple points where the mom and him have their moments together and they and they kind of go back and forth. Like uh, at first he's very aggressive and she's just like, oh, what the fuck? Um, and then she comes in hot and he's like cooled down a bit and is trying to play cool. Like I liked how uh, back and forth they were up until the end. And, and everybody else was good in this too. I don't know any of these actors, but in general, again... Uh, the the execution on this was really good i didn't know this um i was i was looking up to see where the movie was actually set uh so we could we could i because i feel a little guilty for just being like there's there's somewhere over there in britland i found out a thing i did not know which is that a lord of misrule is a real thing lord of misrule was an officer appointed by lot during christmas time to preside over the feast of fools usually a peasant or subdeacon uh, involved to be in charge of Christmas revelries, which included drunkenness and partying, which sounds like a dope festival. He's, bring, he's the orgy supervisor. Back. Yeah. <laughs> when I was still a kid and thus still had to go to church, um, there was this sort of festival thing that the church would do occasionally that I'm sure has a proper name in like Latin or German, but it was essentially jokes on Satan Day. And so the whole point of it was to spend the time mocking the devil, which is kind of what they do in their in their ceremony, right? Like they reject this sort of what looks like their their version of a satanic image in this. I thought, oh, that looks vaguely familiar. And then of course, you know, you talked about the Lord of Misrule and the the festivities and all that stuff. And I'm like, so basically this is just their party. <laughs> and it just has a really weird myth that goes with it. Um it's I guess that's that's the thing with this. We've talked about both the good and the bad of it, but as as a whole, if you're not somebody who's seen Wicker Man 400 times and you haven't, you know, if you haven't seen all of the other things that have come from that, if this is 
you know, maybe not your first folk horror film, but certainly an early one for you. It's not bad. It looks good. It sounds good. The cast is good. Um, it's atmospheric. It's no Manos. No, it's no Manos. That's true. But it, but it also just, it, it doesn't have some of the stuff that some of the older folk horror does that sometimes makes it look silly now. I'm like, there's never a point where I'm like, oh, this is dumb or this is ridiculous. It, there, there are points where later, like you said, you question stuff, but watching it, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what's going on. I mean, I have a pretty good idea where this is going to go, but let's see how we get there. Really in the end, if you haven't, (laughs) if you haven't spent years and years watching all kinds of horror and you're fairly early in your horror watching, and you haven't seen a ton of uh, folk horror, this is probably a really good one for you. Um, For somebody who's a half a century old and has spent most of it watching horror movies, this is, <laughs> this is better than fine. Um, because on a technical standpoint, a lot of things really work. It's just whether or not you're willing to go with the story. So I will give it three out of five Sergeant Howie's. You know, I, I was kind of in the same place. Like I, I, I think we're going to, um, this is one where the tomato meter differential is going to probably reflect the idea that like, if you haven't seen the ancestors, uh, you'll probably think this is better than fine. Right. And, and fair enough, you know, and sometimes it's okay. Like, like if you go, if you go see the Eagles and they don't play Hotel California, you're going to be a little bitter. And so sometimes it's okay to just just do the hits, you know. And I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't too mad. Um, I think, uh, and I kind of like the little the little bow it's tied up in at the end. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 clearly malevolent cousins. To not really defend what I said earlier, but, you know... Luane hinted on it. I'm not a half century old, but I have been watching movies for a shit ton of time. And, you know, that comes with force like capabilities to kind of guess what's going to happen next. I shouldn't say it's bad because it's derivative and because I know the lineage of it. But I mean, th- th- I, I'm reviewing it in my eyes, right? I can't speak for everybody out there. So in my eyes, it was boring, but filmmaking wise, it's it's decent. It's yeah, better than all right, better than good. It's it's a good execution in the genre. I guess maybe I just shouldn't I shouldn't sign up for these types of horror movies anymore. Maybe it's I got to look inward and reflect on my choices in life and stop being a dick. Um, but we'll save that for another podcast. I'll give it seven out of 10 hidey hole rooms that, oh God, I really wish wasn't going to be a rape room. I'm so glad it wasn't. <laughs> so Luane, tell me more about this, uh, festival of, uh, making fun of the devil. Like, would you guys write stand up jokes and then do devil stand up instead of having like a bunch of like sermony type stuff? It was literally usually devil jokes, you know, jokes about Satan or jokes about how awesome God is, or I don't know. It was a long time ago, man. I'm old. <laughs> but but it, I'm assuming it was to like remove the the power that the devil yeah, holds over you. It was it was meant to basically um yeah, take away the 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 fear of him by making him ridiculous. It's like with any like that was, you know, you do with bullies in movies, right? Like 
you make fun of the bully and he looks like an idiot and then he stops being threatening. Same sort of principle. Like I said, there was probably a name for it. I don't remember what it was because it was a long time ago. Um, and, and luckily for me, my mom has not ever listened to these, so she won't be like, it was called this. And how dare you talk about it like that? <laughs> well, Luane's mom, if you if you heard all this, uh, we apologize for making fun of your religious beliefs. Uh, Hail Satan.